Salah Abdel Fattah and Egypt's climate of repression at COP27. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with Dennis Moynihan in our weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. United Nations delegates have gathered for two weeks in the exclusive Red Sea resort of Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, seeking consensus on tackling catastrophic climate change. Unfortunately, this crucial summit, known as COP27 for the 27th Conference of Parties to the United Nations Climate Change Convention, is being hosted by Egypt, one of the world's most repressive governments. Its autocratic ruler, Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, was a general when the Egyptian army refused to suppress the January 2011 Arab Spring mass uprising centered in Cairo's Tahrir Square. After the Egyptian people overthrew the long-standing U.S.-backed dictator Hosni Mubarak, they held elections and formed a popular government. That didn't last long. A 2013 military coup followed by a sham election put al-Sisi in power. He enjoys full support from the U.S. government despite being more repressive than Mubarak. An example of al-Sisi's brutality is the imprisonment of 40-year-old writer and organizer Ala Abdel Fattah. Ala, who holds joint Egyptian-British citizenship, has been imprisoned for most of the last 10 years, targeted for eloquently advocating for democracy and liberation. Ala was key during the Arab Spring, inspiring people with his words and creating free speech tools on the Internet. In the violent Egyptian police state, with pervasive surveillance and omnipresent secret police, though, advocating for freedom is a crime. Desperate after a decade of arbitrary and abusive detention, Ala Abdel Fattah began a hunger strike over 220 days ago. On November 6, as COP27 opened and world leaders descended on Sharm el-Sheikh, Ala escalated his fast, refusing water as well. Without immediate international intervention, Ala will likely die before the final gavel drops on COP27. Ala's mother, Leila Swaif, has been waiting every day outside the prison where her son is locked up, demanding proof he's still alive. A mathematics professor, she's a renowned human rights activist herself. On Thursday, she was told her son had received an unexplained medical intervention. Human Rights Watch has warned Egypt against, quote, imposing cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment, and that hunger striking is a political act, unquote. Ala's lawyer was informed that he could visit Ala, but upon arriving at the prison gate, was denied entry. Ala's two sisters, Mona and Sana, staged a sit-in at the British Foreign Office in London, calling on the government of newly installed Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to intervene on Ala's behalf and to bring him to the UK. Sunak, who is attending COP27, wrote to the family, quote, I will continue to stress to President Sisi the importance that we attach to the swift resolution of Ala's case and an end to his unacceptable treatment, unquote. Sana, 28, is now at COP27 and has helped bring human rights front and center onto the climate justice agenda. Sana, who has spent three years in prison herself, has been threatened with arrest. President Biden has enormous leverage over the Egyptian government and is attending COP27. Fifty-six U.S. Congress members have urged him to demand Ala's release. While campaigning in 2020, Biden actually tweeted in support of other imprisoned Egyptian dissidents, writing, "'Arresting, torturing and exiling activists or threatening their families is unacceptable. No more blank checks for Trump's favorite dictator,' Biden said. 
Instead of fist-bumping the U.S.-backed dictator al-Sisi the way he did with the autocratic head of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, Biden should demand the immediate release of Allah and all other political prisoners. Leila Swaif wrote to Biden and other world leaders attending COP27, if Allah dies, you too will have blood on your hands, unquote. Ultimately, the climate catastrophe is not going to be solved by nations, especially by those run by dictators. It'll be solved by a vibrant and engaged global citizenry, inspired to urgent action. In 2019, Madamasser, one of Egypt's last remaining independent news organizations, published a piece by Allah addressing the climate. It also appears in Allah's new book, You Have Not Yet Been Defeated. He writes, the crisis, for certain, is not a crisis of awareness, but of surrendering to the inevitability of inequality. If the only thing that unites us is the threat, then every person or group will move to defend their interests. But if we meet around a hope and a better future, a future where we put an end to all forms of inequality, this global awareness will be transformed into positive energy. Hope here is a necessary action. Our rosy dreams will probably not come to pass, but if we leave ourselves to our nightmares, we'll be killed by fear before the floods arrive, Allah writes. Ala Abdel Fattah should be attending COP27, addressing world leaders, not on the edge of death in an Egyptian prison. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.